0: Alan Witterwolf, you will. <laughs> Happy Star Wars Day. That's right. It is the 4th of May, and to nerds everywhere, they always say, may the 4th be with you. That's right. And to you as well. Shut up, pedophile. Oh, well, uh, everybody's heard about the turd. Man, you know what? I am sick of seeing turds on my timeline, we get it, Amber Heard did a turd on the bed, but you know what, we already talked about that, we know women are toxic, we know guys are toxic, we know people in general are toxic, and that is enough of that, just like that is enough of the turd from the herd. so yeah, Uh, update on the Twitter, we don't actually know when Elon's power comes into play, and when... Everything finalizes, but he is buying Twitter, and everything's pretty much calmed down on that front. It is not the biggest deal that everybody said it was. Um, People are still able to complain about stuff on both sides, and it just, it it seems like people love to blow everything out of proportion and panic for the worst, or at least certain groups of people do. Uh, A buddy of mine just posted a blurb on a a comment about the movie Demolition Man where he said it seems between Demolition Man and Robocop, Demolition Man seems to be the uh, far left liberal uh, utopian society version of the future and Robocop tends to look like the far right dystopian version of the future and, uh, he, he, got like 2000 likes and comments and all this kind of stuff. And it just, it went viral. Everybody started picking it apart and arguing with each other as they do. And it just, you know, they don't see the joke. I love Demolition Man, Robocop, not so much, but I love Demolition Man because of the hilarity involved and also cause I had the hots for Sandra Bullock, but, uh, Gotta be wary of them uh, strong jaw women these days. Tell you what, gotta get you a little Bangkok, capital of Thailand to figure out who's who these days. But anywho, um, he did the right thing, he just kinda left it alone, uh, let people talk. I do that too, I'll post something as soon as two people start going at it. I just click the uncheck notifications button, wherever it is, or I mute the conversation, and uh, enough of that they can if they want to waste their time on the internet arguing about stupid shit, that's fine, unlike me, who multitasks driving to comic stores and toy stores while driving you know and complaining so that's a little different but anywho um, Star Wars huh all right yeah let's let's talk a little bit about Star Wars so. As with everything, Star Wars changes, and it's one of those things that didn't need to change, and I'm not talking about, I'm not going to go into, like, the Disney Plus and how Mark Hamill's a fucking liberal, Trump-hating person that just really ruins the fun for everyone except his certain little clique, but... Star Wars was something that didn't need to change even before George Lucas started changing it. The original copy of the VHS uh, that you got to rent and the original movie that you saw in the late 70s, there was nothing wrong with that. The special effects, the stop motion animation, the painted backgrounds, it was revolutionary for movies and it started ILM. Uh, Industrial Light and Magic, which was sort of the forefront of movie technology going forward, and they still pretty much stay in the uh, the forefront of all that, but now it's, you know, more Pixar showing people what to do with the animation, but now they are own, everything's owned by Disney, well, you know how that goes. But the original Star Wars was so great, I mean, we had... At the time, the the puppeteers from Jim Henson Studios, uh, you had the best stop motion animators, you had some of the best background painters and everything to create this iconic movie. And they did really well, and the suspension of disbelief with older movies uh, was a lot easier to swallow back then than it is now, because now, everything is cgi animated they have deep fake cuts to where even the actors themselves don't even have to show up in the movies luke skywalker isn't even in the mandalorian the character is but the actor mark hamill isn't same thing with uh, terminator when they did young arnold schwarzenegger i thought that was great um you probably want to start leasing out your image if you're an actor, so that people just can't replace you, but, uh, I thought it was great, I mean, I think they did the same thing with Princess Leia, uh, a couple other movies, somebody they did, like, young version, I think it was even, like, a a Will Smith movie or something, where he came back as a younger version of him, but anyway, um, boy, I wish they would do that for, a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I have only seen negative reviews about the rehash of The Fresh Prince, and I think it's because we watched it for the comedy and sort of what it was like being a black family in Bel Air. And now it's just sort of like a hood movie from Philly. So I I don't know. I guess I could watch New Jack City as a serialized TV show. I I don't get it. But anyway... um, my first uh, sort of foyer into Star Wars was, oh, this is funny, I'm on the freeway and it says texting and driving leads to the dark side. That's cute. How about podcasting and driving? What does that do? Um, my, my first introduction to Star Wars as a kid, because I was a big massive the Universe fan, uh, didn't get into wrestling until about 88, 89, believe it or not. Some people think I was born with a Hulk Hogan action figure in my hands, and I wasn't. Um, I was playing in the uh, KOA campground of Panther Valley. If you want to look that up, that's kind of hysterical. It's literally a trailer park north of Reno that my family owned, and it was a great experience. It was fun. I got to play outside. I got to do all sorts of stuff, but enough on that. We had... Uh, tractor tires that were in the playground yes, wires and all that wouldn't get OSHA approved or family approved these days but they had these tractor tires that were out there and you got to crawl inside play around, do whatever sometimes they'd be filled with rainwater or snow muck or whatever but we were kids, it was the 80's we didn't care so I'm playing in that one day and there's a pile of figures sitting inside And I'm like, well, this is interesting. So I I asked the um, maintenance guy on duty, and he didn't know who they belonged to. I gave them to my uncle or aunt, whoever was working the counter at the convenience store. And uh, my mom didn't know. Nobody knew. As far as memory serves, I believe we waited a good amount of time before I took these things home. And I was a good kid, believe it or not, back in the day. And, uh, boy, there's a major pile up here. Glad I'm not going there. Anywho, um, the long story short on that, it was Return of the Jedi figures. And it was Weequay, one of the, uh, prison guards on the, uh, air skiff. It was Bip Fortuna. Who is the guy with the uh, penises coming out of the back of his head. It was the Red Knight. I don't even know what they call it. The Emperor's Royal Guard, I think, is the official name. And, uh, oh, I think Lando in, um... Gosh, I can't... See, that just shows how much of a Star Wars fan I'm not these days. Um... Is it Boosh? No, it was Leia in Boosh. I guess Lando was in uh, prison disguise uniform. And then there was, uh, oh, the biker, the the scout biker trooper, the, the Star Wars scout guy thingy. God, I'm starting to sound like a jock that's trying to remember. Yeah, he had this white figure with, like, black Oakleys, and he rode this air bike thingy. And how about them Golden Knights? I don't know. Is that how sports fans talks? I don't know. I'm not a sports fan. Anyway, um, those are my first four or five Star Wars figures. I have no idea what they were. But as imagination set in as a kid, I created this whole world. Uh, and they were different, too. They were the, what we now call the three and three quarter size, uh, or you know the Kenner Star Wars size They had their almost own Size for everything Except for a G.I. Joe Which I don't even remember being that big at that point I think the first wave of G.I. Joe Straight Arms had come out at that point But again a G.I. Joe wasn't one of those Things that really hit and got super Popular till like 85 And this would have been about 83, 84 So I'm talking like I'm a kid kid I'm like 4 or 5 years old Or uh, 4 years old so, I sort of just started making up my own universe with these figures, and they were cool. In fact, I think I had the Biker Scout was the hero, because he looked like a knight, and he was wearing armor. Obviously, the guy with penis tentacles was the bad guy. Um, the, uh, I think I had him, oh, a Gamorian Guard, that was it. The the pig guy. I loved the pig guy. That was cool. I mean, it just, you're a kid, and you find these magical things, especially when you're reading stories in school i hadn't yet but as you would grow up these stories become familiar uh, you'd read like indian in the cupboard or which i'm sure is a banned book these days but um about a little cupboard where you put your action figures in and they come to life basically and become your friends it's really imaginative stuff and uh these things had a life of their own because i found them they came to me And uh, I had fun with them. So that was my first introduction into Star Wars. And I wish... I honestly wish I was about 10 years older. Because I would have loved to have seen the original Star Wars, any of them, in the theater. And I also would have been old enough to go see some of the hair metal bands and things that I liked before they were geriatric. Uh, So there's that. But... Not just because they were my first introduction. As I got older, Return of the Jedi really was my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. And I know half of you are about ready to turn the podcast off at this point anyway, if that statement didn't do it. But Star Wars, to me, was about characters. I never gave a shit about Luke and Leia. Uh, yeah, the bikini was cool, but as a kid, I didn't. I wasn't looking at her tits yet. I had a thing for Daisy Duke at that age, so Star Wars chick, yeah, that's all right, you yeah, know, whatever. The Han Solo, yeah, that seemed cool, but they were humans. But I liked the monsters, I liked the the characters of the creatures. I mean, the giant hairball werewolf thing, that Chewbacca, that's great. The uh, Jabba the Hut, like a giant turd. There again, there's a fucking turd joke. Uh, the J- Jabba the Hutt was this giant slug, and it was cool. His domain looked great. Moss Isley Cantina looked great. Every realm and backdrop in Star Wars had their own sort of uh, creatures. And, you know, the Death Star scenes were okay. I wouldn't understand that they were sort of reformed Nazis until I was much, much older. Uh, but the creatures were what it was for me and now i'll tell you this even as a kid i hated the ewoks i thought they were ridiculous i thought they added a fraggle rock element to the movie that didn't need to be there and again i never saw star wars in the theaters so the only time i ever got to see the movies was when they would do the marathons on thanksgiving um and again they were all the original versions So, now that they are being redone, they had been remastered, and then they canned the original versions so that he could show off the animation skills, which are even now outdated. It just never stops, and they keep trying to do more and more and better and better. You know, I love the first season of Mandalorian. Before all the politics got involved, uh, it was a really good story. i honestly don't, th- I think there's up to three seasons now, or Book of Fed, or something, I don't know, I, I'm one of those people that I'll s- stick to my guns, and, and, and stick true to my word, when they can Gina Carano, I got rid of D- Disney Plus, I was right in the middle of Wanda, and I didn't even want to watch it, like, it just, it ruins the fun for me, and not only that, the, um, what was the other one, uh, Mandalorian, I didn't get a catch up on, oh, and when Hulk Hogan got, you know, banned from the Hall of Fame, and all of his stuff got taken off of the WWE network, like they, you know, he never existed, grow up, come on, that's just stupid, uh, so I got rid of the network at that point, but, anywho, uh, bitched about those things, definitely long enough, Uh, um, at the comic shop, and let's see what I can find, I did not get a notification, that I had anything, so I'll see if I can find uh, something else to buy. I still have like a hundred bucks on that gift card *Return returning the Batman thing. Whoops. Disappointing. There was nothing there. A couple new comics came out, and I'm just going through everything realizing what I've just sold that I just don't need that, and again, you know, I'm not not trying to doom and gloom on collecting and being a collector or getting older or all these things that could deter you from buying what you like, but they just, I, I, I just don't understand these stories and they don't make sense to me. And the artwork just isn't anything that appeals to me. So if you don't like something, it's kind of like a marriage. Are you still buying things because you feel like you're obligated to? Or do you buy things because you are trying to support your local comic shop or a friend or whatever it is that you're into or that you're buying? But um, all the new stories are just blah. I was excited because Nyla Rose wrote the story for Warpath, who is a... Native warrior or indigenous persons. I I don't know. Maybe it's her coming of age story. For all I know, but anyway, uh, I wanted to check that out because Warpath was always one of my favorite X Force characters, and uh, Thunderbird before that. I, I think a a good native warrior type character is is an awesome aesthetic, and it, and it looks great. Plus, he reminded me of Ultimate Warrior. I always had a, a a liking to that character, and. Um, It was terrible. The cover shows the original character that you would buy the cover for, or buy the book for. Uh, He's got the red and the blue with the X on it, and the fringe shoulder pads. And then you open it up, and it's like artwork from an Archie comic. You know what I mean? Like, very simplified, very... uh, late 90s, early 2000s Cartoon Network style of art and it looked nothing like the cover like why do they do that and then even during the story the outfit didn't appear, there wasn't any action there wasn't anything that drew me into the book it was just $3.99 or maybe more, I didn't even look for a cover that I would like so I put it back and then X-Men Red came out. I don't know how many times they can start the damn X-Men series of comics over, but it's basically, I didn't realize how Stargate X-Men was. And you just, it's page after page of a costumed spandex character, usually female or gay these days, talking to an alien. That's not really Interesting wanted to do that, I'd go to Fremont, see it every fucking day, and it, you know, I was on that kick where I was buying the horror comics, you haven't even come out with any of those lately, or, uh, I don't know, it's just, anyway, disappointing to say the least, uh, went to GameStop, sort of the same thing, which is kind of funny that I always looked at GameStop and Toys R Us as being far too expensive for what the things were, yet they haven't raised their prices, everyone else raised their prices to be up to GameStop levels, so now Marvel Legends are 22 at Target, and they've always been 24 at GameStop, or, you know, 22, 24, so, but they didn't have shit either. Oh, I got—I did. I got a free poster for uh, Doctor Strange, so I'm excited to see this. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm not seeing any rumblings again. I've been waiting for Mephisto to show up in a Marvel movie forever. I'm hoping at least that he's in a uh, after credits this time around because they've got to set up the whole Adam Warlock, Mephisto, major, Silver Surfer, Infinity War. Uh, ideal sometime, right? Don't they? I mean, it's, it's gotta happen. Uh, we all know Deadpool 3 is probably never going to happen. Uh, especially not under the Disney banner. That's just, uh, if they do, it's just not going to be the same. Remember how Police Academy and Revenge of the Nerds and all of these, uh, shows Rambo, RoboCop, Anything that had a toy property in the 80s from a rated R movie turned into a PG pile of crap after that initial movie. Not realizing that what made it so good and so fun was the R rating and the adult content. You give us a PG Deadpool, it's going to be the end of that character as we know it granted Ryan Reynolds is is funny in any movie and there's certain people him and Nicolas Cage that you just uh, you go see their movies cuz you're going to see the actor because they play the same character in every movie so if i have a you know a, a, an inkling of missing deadpool i'll just watch fuck what was it van wilder Did he do Varsity Blues? I don't know. Some other movie. It was just on Netflix, too, that he was in. I was like, oh, cool. It's kind of like Unmasked Deadpool. We'll forget about Wolverine Origins. Like, that never happened. But I will say this. Whenever a movie gets made of a property that I like, I don't care if it's bad or not. They put one or two throwback figures or merchandise into their line and it allows them to create bigger things. So Scott Nyklick back in the days of Maddie Collector always used to tell us Castle Skull will never happen unless it's a movie year. And then somehow they made it happen and then they said the same thing about Snake Mountain and it was up to Super 7 to come out with it. But who the fuck paid $1,100 for a Snake Mountain? after shipping. I think it was like $7.99 plus 100-some shipping. I mean, no. We're talking guitar money at that point. Money that I could spend paying off the other toys that I've bought. Uh, I'm just not that type of adult collector yet where I'm ready to throw down seven or $800 for a statue. I mean, there are some good movie props and uh, screen-used items that you could acquire for less than that. You could actually buy a painting from John Wayne Gacy, Pogo the Serial Clown Killer. Well, he didn't kill clowns, but he was a serial killer that dressed up as a clown. Watch the Netflix story. You know you watched it. it. It was good. But anyway, you could buy a painting from him, an actual serial killer, for less than it costs to acquire Snake Mountain. Ridonculous. Absolutely redonkulous. Oh my God, I'm going into the most liberal target you'll ever see. There's a silver-haired peacock androgynous walking in right now, and they only hire rainbow Fruit Loops good for them, but holy crap, I feel like I'm walking into a different world when I go into this, Ah, uh, yep, nothing there either, I think I'm not gonna find shit all day, which is fine, it usually means that I don't need to spend money, or that there's something else coming up that I need to spend money on, I've seen a few people are looking clearance, uh, things. There's some clearance wrestlers, like the Legends, I guess the uh, Bob Orton, Jake the Snake, Hurricane, whatever, and those at Target. Uh, I've seen the Battle Cats on clearance for $7. Um, the Ultimates, I'm still not willing to pay $30 for a figure. Uh, those got marked down in some places to 25 and that's still not that's still not enough. Give me thirteen, maybe, and and then we'll talk. Uh, Walk it out, though. I saw this dude, like, he had tigra hair. You know who Tigra is? Remember from Thundercats? It was the tiger-based uh, character, and he, he like quaffed his hair up in the front, and then brought it up in the back. If you don't watch Thundercats, surely you've seen ancient aliens and the dude had hair that looked like that. So why? I mean, God, I had a mullet. I get it. I understand the absurdity of having odd haircuts while you still have your hair, but I'm walking behind this kid and I so wanted to make a tigra joke and quickly realized that would just age me and he would age-shame me or what have you. So, eh, it is what it is. So, coming up now, Saturday, is Free Comic Book Day. For It's a nationwide event to get people to go to comic shops, try something new, get a couple of free books. It used to be you got one of each, but it became such a thing where they were becoming collectible and people were just hoarding the entire stack So now with 30 different titles being released, they allow you to take like two or three, but you could go to the next comic shop and get two or three more. I mean, it doesn't matter. So anyway, I'm booked all Saturday. I've got an artist appearance uh, at uh, Cactus Comics. We'll be there from 10 to five and that will be for free comic book day and then starting at seven o'clock at night I will be playing downtown in the Arts District a couple blocks south of Fremont and I will be playing bass in that country band so let me speak on that for a little bit we had our first gig after a bunch of rehearsals the rehearsals went great they were fun we got to goof off it turns out uh, one of the members isn't the biggest fan of goofing off live, which I think adds to the charisma. Uh, we had a little spat with that. But uh, other than that, the gig went great. It's their uh, old country, so that was the majority of their set list, and they're trying to throw in a few... Uh, Newer things for me and the drummer because me and the drummer hitting it off like crazy Dude's got the same musical influences if I throw out a little primus lick He's right on it, and he'll fucking keep on it So yeah, you know the Leo and me I got to calm down every now and then so that people don't get pissed off I get it. It is what it is, but um, It's It was fun. It was really cool. We played at the Pioneer Saloon which for those that aren't familiar with that If you played uh, Fallout New Vegas, that is the saloon and general store that you go into when the game first starts. That's an actual place, and I played there. So it's really fun watching uh, the playing these games and then realizing, holy crap, this is a real place, and not only that, I just played there. And that's part of the fun of playing music. There's such a history with every single gig that you do, no matter how big and no matter how small. There was a decent-sized venue. I want to say it was in Maryland that I played. and uh, Or I didn't play. I was with the the Plain White Tees at that point. I was doing their tech stuff. And uh, the gig had a shower, which not a lot of venues have showers. So it was really interesting to see that there because you know when you're on the road you've got people that uh, you have a shower every other gig and if you don't you get a hotel every third gig so imagine playing a show loading in stinking up and sweating your balls off on stage and then not getting a shower have to get back on the bus and then go to the next gig I'm sure with uh, any touring thing, wrestling or rock stars or whatever, I'm sure it's all the same. Um, but so I met this venue that had a shower, and I'm thinking, oh, great, I finally get shower day. And then I'm thinking, holy shit, this is a shower at a music hall venue. What the fuck's gone on in this shower? <laughs> you know, and then you start to think, dang, wait a minute. Did Evanescence just play here? Was she just in this shower? How many celebrities have been naked in this shower? Holy crap, this is amazing. And then you're just like, fucking I don't care. I haven't washed my feet in like four days. So, you know, (laughs) man, they they want to say that uh, fucking uh, being on the road is fun. And it is, but y'all going to get grubby. And it's kind of like Camping you know, but, you know, i I'm trying to get to the Goodwill and I took the back roads and I'm going through the, uh, ritzy part of, uh, town or one of the ritzy parts. God, these people are assholes. I've had one, I don't know if you heard someone honk. The person in front of me hadn't gone fast enough and the light literally just turned green and they're panicking. They're like, green, honk, go like fucking calm down and I'm sitting there waiting at a stoplight and some dude squeezes his fucking minivan between me and the car in front of me to get into the other left turn lane and he had to go over the median just to straighten out because he couldn't do it but you're in such a goddamn hurry you gotta do it because god forbid you have to wait 30 more seconds what's my rule? Right turns only and you won't have this problem and I know schools or, you know, maybe sporting events or whatever are just letting out, but calm the fuck down. There is a time and a place for calming the fuck down, and this would be it. Uh, (laughs) My God, people. They're mad at the world, you know, And, and you can tell. They've got one of those wheelchair lifts on the back, so they probably have a disabled child or a disabled family member and they're taking it out on the world they're constantly angry and bitter that someone else is getting in their way like, you know what it's not the child's fault it's not the family member's fault you should be grateful that you have either of them in your life still and realize that they're not a fucking burden you don't need to take out your woes on everybody else I just absolutely hate that you see so many of these Single moms that go out and party and all they can do is bitch about their autistic kids. I'll take them. Fucking, I wish I had kids. Not that I want a Father's Day card with some kid that I didn't know about from six years ago, but still, you know, be fucking appreciative. You're getting a tax cut, you're getting extra $1,500 per living soul in your house when they were doing those things. Calm the fuck down. Uh, Before I get myself in a tizzy because I'm actually in a pretty darn good mood today uh, I'm gonna check out this goodwill maybe catch some good deals. I would like to find some tapes be they VHS or Cassette And I'll let you know how that goes Well, that's hysterical look. I know I don't look my best. I know my beard is in three ponytails And it is a day off for me. So I might look a little grubby. And I'm walking around the back of Goodwill. Some bitch walks up to me and she's like, Are you guys going to help me or what? And I didn't think she was talking to me. And she went to grab me and I swiped her hand away. And she's like, Look, I need to get this couch. I was like, Bitch, I don't work here. The fuck you think I work at Goodwill for? Get the fuck off me. And she's like... Well, I need to get this couch. And I'm like, good luck with that. You know what to do. I don't fucking bother me with it. I look like I'm working goodwill. Fucking ridiculous. Uh, so I walked over, and there's some Asian lady sitting in a, a green couch. It's like a one of those leather 60s type couches. So I'm, I'm guessing it's a collector's item. These furniture people are, are trying to buy it to flip it or resell it. And the Asian lady sitting in it saying it's hers and the white ladies uh, the one that came up to me she said her husband already grabbed the ticket and was going up to the counter to pay for it and then she's still looking at me saying that I needed to help her move it. I mean bitch probably got like a Toyota Corolla in the parking lot and expecting me to fit it inside there somewhere but I don't work there or was she just confused and she's asking legit for help from a big dude that's walking by, I don't know, but hysterical and no. Now, something that came to mind, uh, I've been working at Vamped as a bouncer, which is a different kind of place than uh, the biker bars I've worked in before, before, because it's Danny's place from Count's Customs and you can't throw hands like we used to downtown or at other bars. So you gotta be a little more political. But I'm a great uh, debater. In fact, you could even say I'm a master debater. Oh, oh, see what I did there? Yeah. Side joke. Hey, you know why uh, they call uh, Darth Vader Lord Vader? Because calling him Master Vader made the stormtroopers giggle. (laughs) It's my Star Wars joke for the day. Isn't that fucking great? So, anywho. uh, I'm working at Vamp, And I'm starting to see repeat customers. But I don't quite know who is a regular and who isn't quite yet. So, I'm still feeling them out, seeing what's up. And um, walking by the coffin, because there's a coffin with a uh, phone back when they had a landline and actually caught, I don't know if I'd mentioned this before. I actually caught someone making out in the uh, coffin. And then when the dude walks out, he's zipping up his pants. I was like, Oh, that's fucking hysterical. They were like front bumping in the, uh, in the coffin, you know, whatever. That's good for them. I actually wasn't going to say anything and just let him go. Cause I, again, I don't know if this is somebody we're supposed to know or not, but kind of funny. Um, so I've gone there enough that I've seen a, a few of the same people and I always love to pick on the big guys that like to throw their weight around or the cowboys or the jocks that think that they're badass. Uh, I will always go for that. Uh, I'm only six one, maybe six one and a half in shoes. So pretty normal when it comes to bouncer. I'm still bigger than half the people that are there. But it's more of an attitude. And I've always said my philosophy with security and bouncing is it's it's poker. It's who can out-bullshit the other one until one gives in and you just you don't know what the other person's hand is. And I love when they show their hand and tell you that they're an MMA fighter. It's like I've ranted on that before. If they have to tell you what they are, they most likely aren't. So when I went to Sebastian Box party... uh about a month ago now, there was a guy in line, I may have actually ranted about this, Uh, there was a guy in line behind me, tall dude, sports type, stubble goatee, thinks he's the shit, and doors were supposed to open at 7.30, I think, and we all started lining up at 7, and starting about 7.15, He's just bitching and moaning. Kept going and going and going. Well, my buddy has to go to the bathroom. Oh, I gotta go. Well, maybe we could just go in and just sneak to the bar. Well, this is ridiculous. And every five minutes, the exact same thing. He would just repeat it over and over and over again. And I didn't say anything because I didn't work there at the time. It wasn't my place. So it just, it, it never stopped. And then inside you could tell, you know, you walk by him and he gives you the look like, don't mess with me, I'm a big shot. And I... I bookmarked him because I knew I was going to be working there. And that was the night I went around and started passing out my business card. And I said, you guys ever need help around here, I'll take care of business. And what better way to take care of business than somebody who doesn't officially work there who do not even know my real name that pays me cash under the table, who knows where the blind spots are on the cameras to take care of business. It's a perfect scenario for everybody. Um, so I bookmarked him. I knew I'd see him again and I've been waiting for him to come back and cause some bullshit. I'd seen him at one other show and, uh, I guess after I had left, once I started working there, uh, he had, uh, he'd made a stink that he got there first. He's, you know, six, six, maybe, maybe six, seven and a big like a fatter guy I won't say like a big guy he doesn't have the broad shoulders he's just tall and fat um, but he's like sports fat you know what I mean Like uh, he's got the skinny arms and the skinny legs probably played football in high school and that was his heyday that he'll always remind you about but he drinks so much beer that now he's got a beer gut which gives him the right to wear a 3x shirt without actually filling it out making him think he's bigger than he actually is um, I guess he went and stood front dead center of the stage so he could stare at the band. And he was pissing everybody off behind him. Well, okay, I'm tall, I get it. I block people, but I try and stand in a you know, be courteous to stand in a spot that won't be intrusive. Uh, He was complaining that someone got to go in front of him in the ropes, in a wheelchair and he didn't like that. He's like, I was here first. I waited my time and I got to come in and this is my spot. Like, first of all, she's in a wheelchair. You could teabag her if you wanted to calm down. Um, He made a stink about it. And I didn't even notice this. I didn't find out until after my altercation that this is uh, the same guy. So they had to calm him down and tell him like, look, you know, this is one of our regulars we're going to treat our uh, disabled people as VIPs so that they can uh, be taken care of in a safe manner and uh, fucking deal with it and He didn't like it so lo and behold I'm doing a round outside and I catch him arguing with his wife in the parking lot which he always seems to be doing I don't know why women like that don't leave jackasses like this And he's slamming a tall boy. He basically has a uh, a live-in designated driver is all she's good for. And then probably some revenge or some angry sex or something like that. But um, he pounds a tall boy at Coors Light and then tries to come into the club. I wasn't going to let him in. But I thought it was more or less uh, that maybe this is a regular. I see him every week. Something that's... I don't know they're gonna let just slide by or something like that Uh, so I didn't really want to make the call but I let everybody know and they're like no we had the altercation with him and then they explained the wheelchair situation I was like ah okay well let's mark him and then keep an eye on it bartender gives him a beer and we said okay let that be the last one we're gonna feel this out He's probably one of these jackasses, and this was NFL Draft Day, he was one of those jackasses that'll sit there, drink all day, yell at the TV like the TV can hear you or the football team can hear you, and uh, make an ass out of yourself when you go out of the club when you try and act like a hot shot. So, gets his beer and he starts mouthing off to the bartender, starts mouthing off to the girls. And we said, look, let's let the situation take care of itself. Let the bartender tell them to cut him off, and that's that, and then he'll probably leave on his own. Well, that's not exactly what happened. So I'm at the post office. I'll get you on part two here in a brief intermission. All right, so the guy goes back to get another beer. And if he was smart, he would have noticed... uh, the rest of the security watching him but nobody ever claimed that these people are smart especially when they're drunk and they go to a bar Um, the bartender politely says hey security mentioned that uh, you were cut off and I can't serve you anymore and that was the extent of her duties and he sort of let it slide he's like "Ah, whatever I was on my way out anyway you know he plays it off and then she had to keep going Which wasn't her fault it, it, I, I would have probably If if I was a nervous person Felt the need to explain a little more But having dealt with these situations a lot I just leave it as it is um, So She says yeah I don't know why I guess they saw something And uh, they decided that it probably wasn't a good idea And just, just call it a night Yeah I don't know And she made it almost seem like yeah, security's just being security, they're fucking weird, whatever, you know. Well, that pissed him off, and he's like, Well, you tell me fucking who, and tell them they can go fuck themselves. Meanwhile, I'm standing at the end of the bar, watching him, and then he turns around and makes eye contact to me, and I just kind of do the little girly wave, like, Bitch, I'm right here. Uh, so I, I call over the radio for the manager to come over, and I was like, Can you do a walk by in the bar? You can see this guy, we're gonna get him out of here. I'm just gonna watch him, I'm not gonna approach him yet. He walks by and the bartender's like, oh well there's our manager right there if you wanna to talk to him. I'm like, oh my God, fuck the customer service lady. like, And I love her, she's she's a great bartender and everything, but sometimes in a situation like this you just gotta stop talking and let whatever happen happen. And so dude goes to grab the bartender, or grab the uh, uh, manager who is also undercover security, and starts talking, and he's like, let's go outside, okay. So obviously I'm already outside waiting for him, and then he's sitting there complaining, and they always start with the exact same thing. Every time somebody privileged uh, gets kicked out of a bar, and they think they can hold their privilege over your head, I come in all the time. Do you know how much money I spend in this bar? I'm not leaving. I don't have to. This is a public bar. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they've got every excuse and pre-practiced argument ready in their bank so that they can just spew it all out. But I watch Body Language, and yeah, he's angry, yeah, he's just complaining, shit happens. Dude, you have to stop. Fucking people at this thing in Target all the time, the side streets have to stop, and the incoming traffic from the freeway don't, and they never get it. They always want to fucking run the gun and run into you. Anyway, this dude, he, uh... He starts getting a little more aggressive than just yelling and spouting it off. Usually, uh, if I'm feeling nice, I'll let the person vent and get their story out, and then after about two minutes, I'm like, okay, cool, enough, and leave it at that. Well, that's kinda not what happened, and he started getting more aggressive, and then he would point past the manager in an aggressive way and say things like, I live over there, but he would swing his fist past the manager's head. Now, any security will tell you that's him trying to show off and say that he uh, could at any time hit you. So this had gone on long enough and I just walked up, figured I'd nip it in the butt, and uh, I tapped him on the shoulder. He looked down at me like, who the fuck are you? Meanwhile, he didn't realize I'd been talking to his wife the whole time. She's embarrassed. She says this is a a nightly thing. He goes to the bar to try and pick a fight. And then right when it gets to the escalation point, uh, she has to go in and save him, pull him back, make him look like uh, he's uh, done you a favor by leaving. And then it just, I mean, total douchebag. So I walk up him on the shoulder and I was like, dude, look, I need to nip this in the bud. This has gone on too long. We got a packed house. I need my manager back in the building. You said your piece. I'm sorry you're having an off night, but as you said, it's time to go. So let's just cut this one and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, bud. And uh, he's trying to process what I just said to him. Like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, well, I was leaving. I was like, cool, let's do it. He's like, but I don't need you to, I don't care. Well, you don't have to tell me. Nope, let's go. Come on, bud. And then he's like... Well, and then he starts reiterating the story, and I was like, for... Those who weren't paying attention, I've been you behind you the whole time from fuck off whoever said I was cut off to I live over here swinging your fist past my manager's head. I was with you that night with Sebastian Bach. I know what kind of a douchebag you are. It's fine. You like to vent and throw your weight around. It's cool, but you've said your piece. It's done. It's over. Done. And I started doing Dr. Evil to him. Like every time he would talk, I was like, shh, zip that. Ah, whoop, zip it. You know what this is? It's a horror bag of no and you just, at some point you got to treat these people like a fucking kid that like they're acting. And so he starts to mosey and I was like, cool, your wife's embarrassed. She's right behind you. She's ready to go. Why don't you follow her out? You know, so he makes a move. Like he's going to square up and I squared right with him and stayed on his side because I'll hip toss a motherfucker, have you on the ground before you even realize what happened. And, uh, he starts batting at the air. Like some kid would at flies or someone, you know, that's annoyed with that. He's like, I don't need you to tell me I'm leaving. I'm like, cool. See ya later. Bye. And he stopped at one point and I smacked him on the ass. There's sometimes I just can't help myself. I just, I don't know why the shit comes out my mouth that I say, and I don't know why the things that I do There was a time at the biker bar, some same douchebag was trying to show off for his wife, and he's like, blah, 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 blah. And I just reached out and smacked the cup out of his hand, doused his wife and said, you better drown her off because I just got her a lot more wet than you ever did. (laughs) So I slapped him on the ass. I was like, look, Tuts enough. Unless you want to buy me a drink and buddy up for a date, get the fuck out. You should have seen the look on his face. It was like I fucked his mom in front of him. He was done he turned around pinched his ass and walked out as fast as he could like calm down and don't play stupid games holy fuck so another target didn't have shit and Hobby Lobby continues to not sell my resins so this is going to be interesting to see how this plays out uh, going forward with the figure making stuff that I do I'm seeing something too here up at the light. You know how I've always said that these uh, homeless people are scammers, that they make a ton of money when they just sit at the street corners and all that? You wouldn't believe it the other day. I actually felt generous. Generous? God, I can't even talk today. Uh, I actually felt generous and found uh, a guy that was said he was a homeless veteran. And that he was willing to work. He was on a random street corner, not like one of the busy intersections, you know, where they're just trying to panhandle all day and make more than I do. And I'm just kind of looking at him and kind of sizing him up, seeing what's going on. And I read the sign, he saw that I read the sign, I looked at him, and he gave me the nod. That that did it for me. That showed me that he wasn't acting He probably actually was in the military uh, Looked like he had some of the Tattoos from it uh, Didn't look like a scuzz or like he was on drugs It literally looked like maybe Something had happened He did have some legit PTSD And lost his job Or his family or something like that And uh, COVID put him on the street So I One of the rare occasions I happened to have cash in my pocket And uh guy gave him 20 bucks I know, I know. You're probably like, holy shit, you're doing the same thing, everyone. Nah, you know what? You could just tell, you know. And my mom does this a lot where she, uh, she'll buy food for people, no matter who they are. And then get upset and cry because they'll throw it on the ground in front of her. Or they'll go, I don't want that. Well, I can't eat this. Well, if you're fucking homeless, you'll eat dirt. Uh, my Egyptology professor told me a story once that he was over there doing an excavation uh, at one of the dig sites and they had made some homemade bread and were passing it out to everybody and he found a rock inside one of the flatbreads that they gave him and he was being American about it and he bit into the rock was pissed, threw the rock out And then he tossed the bread, he's like, this is ridiculous, there's rocks in this. And the worker that he was with went over, dusted it off, picked it up, handed it back to him, and said, food is a gift of the gods. You eat it, and you appreciate it. And he said it changed his whole perspective on things, because you don't realize uh, how privileged you are. Again, I've used that word twice, and the same thing, and I hate that word as well. But a lot of times, if you go to a third world country, you can't expect to be treated like you would at home. You have to live by their standards and their means and uh, make do with what they have. And if you're living above what they have, don't make fun of them for that. And don't act like you're above everybody else. So, yeah, he learned a a lesson of humility there and, and good for that. So, you know, they're there are things out there, I I do have a good heart, occasionally, it's rare, I'm a better protector than I am a sympathizer, but uh, somebody had a long story the other day, how they were telling me how during the pandemic, they were suicidal, and they were going through all these things, and Uh, Didn't know what to do with themselves. And they started looking up how to off themselves in a clean way without your family having to see or, you know, what to do and all that. And they're going on about how they even made the noose and all this. And I'm like, well, I hope you know it. You double knotted it, you fat fuck. You're way too big for that. It wouldn't even do anything if you'd probably rip the hook out of the ceiling anyway. And you'd just be sitting there looking like a dumbass. So they were shocked that I said that, and you probably are too, but you know, what do you tell these people? If you're actually suicidal, there's ways to get help. If you actually need help, you're probably not going to tell people. So, you know, making somebody laugh or make them angry at you, doing something to distract their mind from where their brain is at probably helps them out. I don't know. Or I'm an asshole. So that's all I got for today. Stay safe, happy, and sane. And if you're in an abusive relationship with an alcoholic that likes to throw his weight around, then ditch his ass.